when I was busy at work, I was fine. But when I had nothing going on, like, I got overly emotional. So, like, I knew I was working through something spiritually. <laughs> it was like when my mind was busy, I was good. I could hold it together. But when I let my mind rest, there was something at work. Renegade Atlas, charting God's plan for your life. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Chad Hawk with Matt Dowd, and we are continuing our exploration of the heart of the darkness. heart of darkness. It's a very and uplifting topic. It, it's it's something that we all face, and we've had uh, a very special guest with us, um, Stephanie. You're going to continue. If you haven't, if this is the first episode you're listening to, make sure you go back and listen to the first episode. We're going to pick up immediately where we left off. So, Stephanie. Um, you were just sharing with us how God, through your son, had called you back to him. Mm-hmm. And now you're at a different place in life on an emotional and spiritual level. What happened next? Where did you go next? Yeah. So um, hmm. just thinking about, I think the one thing is that we have to remember God's never done with his work in us and through us. And so for me, <clears throat> having that experience and really kind of transforming what my life looked like, I thought I was like good to go. And I was going out and I was uh, doing things a little differently than I had before. People all around me kind of noticed um, the changes in me. And I think that I had this expectation that, you know, that was a monumental shift and I was done for a while, but um, threw some other things at me as as God tends to do. Um, so I think that's the one thing that I've learned is there's layers. And so we're never given more than we can handle. And so the way that I look at it is that God's worked through some things with me in layers of what he knows that I can handle. Um, And so that was step number one in my obedience. And I think in showing um, him that I was going to be obedient, he continued his work in me. And so I can think of some other examples kind of recently that have really um, unmasked some things that I think one thing maybe uh, as women or someone that just looks to please others around them, I think some things we hold on to that we don't know that we hold on to and that are negative behaviors for us. Like what? Yeah. So I, like I mentioned before, I've always loved to serve other people. and um, But I've never really asked myself what my motivation for serving people was. Mm-hmm. And so having a good conversation with Matt one night, <laughs> we were uh, – talking just about a bunch of different things. And, you know, one thing that we've both been trying to do is speaking truth in love with people around us. And so including each other. Yeah, inclusive, yeah. Yeah, inclusive, <laughs> inclusive of each other. And he made the the observation to me. He's like, you know, have you ever thought that you serve others around you to keep them close to you? And I kind of sat back and thought about it, and I was like, I think you're absolutely right, you know? And so after that, a few days later, kind of just asked some friends that I've had for almost my entire life, like, hey, Matt made this observation. Can you give me some insight as to what you think about it? And they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's you to a T. And I was like, great. All right. (laughs) So really starting to understand my motivation for helping others and doing things for others, maybe not always geared in the right spot, and maybe it's more of like a self, um, I just 
self-fulfilling thing than it yeah. is for the fulfillment of others. Yeah, it's self-protection. Yeah. Because we don't want to be alone. Absolutely. We want, for about a third of the people, they want to be loved. They mm -hmm. want to be liked. Right. And that's really important to yeah. them. And it is for me. I can relate to this. Mm. Um, and it can be used as a manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a negative behavior pattern when corrupted. It can mm -hmm. also be an amazingly huge blessing to others. Mm -hmm. Because you can reach yeah. out and you're willing to be there for people who on their own, they're terrified to yeah. make those um, uh, steps into relationship yeah. with another person. Yeah. It's amazing how subtle it is though, right? It can be, like it's masked in a very good thing, quote unquote good thing. Like you're mm -hmm. helping other people, you know, and everybody loves you, <laughs> and which is true, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like it can become... Like he was saying, it can become a, a negative pattern if it's... Yeah. It can be very corrupt. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I can only speak from my own experience where I have abused and used that many times in my life. And I think I'm finally getting to the point where I can see it and understand yeah. it. And then you can use it for good, not just your own satisfaction. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of where that conversation... Led, it, led me to was a couple of days of just really reflecting and like praying about it. And it led me to calling um, specifically one person that was in my life um, that kind of got uprooted really abruptly because I really, um, and I for a long time had been, my prayers have been focused around why, like what was the reason as to why. And um, I think that kind of connected those dots for me. And so mm -hmm. calling and confessing to her, you know, taking responsibility for, you know, my part in kind of the downfall of our relationship. And that was really helpful because that started a pattern to just kind of rebuild that relationship with that person who was very important to me. Um, and so that was, I think, step number one. Uh, and then step number two was just one day I was when I was busy, it was a few days after we had this conversation, when I was busy at work, I was fine. But when I had nothing going on, like, I got overly emotional. So, like, I knew I was working through something spiritually. <laughs> it was like when my mind was busy, I was good, I could hold it together. But when I let my mind rest, there was something at work. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which goes to how we cover up our emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. And our yes. It becomes a filler. Yeah for our relationship with God yeah. and our proper relationship with others, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about layers, we all have these things oh, and totally. they manifest differently. Yeah. Um, Matt, how do you do it? <laughs> um, I think that I tend to more like deflect and try to distract myself with either just things that are easy to do or things that are fun to do, you know? And I, yeah, yeah, the whole find a hobby or find a meaningless task that, oh, I've been meaning to do this for a long time, <laughs> you know, but something that just to, yeah, just to do the thing that's not scary, you know, oh. to look at, to look at, even if it's just like work sometimes, you know, like I'm a little bit, yeah, it's, I can procrastinate just from work, but, you know, for, especially from doing those things where it's like, um, the big thing is it's like a, a, it's an unconscious response, I think, mm -hmm. for me, you know. It's like I'll do these things and I don't even realize what it is I'm trying to avoid, you know. That's, it, takes, it takes some concentrated effort or like um, a deliberate action on our part to, to stop or slow down enough to be like, mm -hmm. 
what is really going on here? Yeah. You know, like what is really going on in me? Either that or God just breaking in in a way that we cannot, you know, in just like a massive way. That's the other thing that happens, like the spiritual equivalent of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this cannot go on anymore and we just have a blow up or a breakdown, mm-hmm. which I've had that too. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, but more on a day-to-day thing, it's like just deflecting, you know. So I've got a scripture I want to read. Okay. See what you guys think. John eight twelve. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Yeah. And that's what we're getting at here. These are actually dark areas in our heart mm-hmm. yeah. that we have found ways to make socially acceptable. Right. Yeah, we totally absolutely. rationalize it, justify it. It looks good on the surface. I work a lot. I'm super busy. I'm accomplishing oh. things. You know, it's like, well, so you're avoiding lots of important stuff in your life. Is that what you're telling me? It could be. <laughs> like, so for you, it's avoidance. You know, yeah. For you, it's yeah. relationships. Right. You yeah. want to be loved. You want to be liked. Right. You want that connection. And the whole time, Christ is saying to us, in me, yeah. there's freedom. There's light. I will pierce through the darkness of your heart, right. shatter, the, shatter the blackness. Right. And bring light in. Which is super duper scary. Yes. Right? Like that can be in a very encouraging message or it can be like, no, no, thanks. I'll pass. That scares the crap out of me. I'm looking at this other verse you have right here, John 3, 19 through 21. And this is the judgment or what's the, the verdict, I think some translations say. Yeah. The, the conclusion that the light has right. come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Right. And I think like... You know, we think about sin and evil. Sometimes it's like not this malicious evil, but it's just this shameful evil. Like, I'm scared to have this exposed, so I'd rather just be in the darkness. Oh, this morning um, I met with a, a gentleman. I meet with him and on, on Tuesday mornings, and he was sharing with me. He knows somebody who uh, made an offhand comment to him who's a, a, a strong believer and says, you know, uh, there's things in my life I'd never admit to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that brought up a discussion that we uh, we didn't go too deep into because we were talking about other things, but it caused me to consider, what are the things in my heart and in my life mm-hmm. I am ashamed to admit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where do I hide and wall off? And I'll tell you what, there certainly are issues I have in my life that just this morning, when I had this <laughs> conversation, when he made those comments, yeah. Yeah. it's like God took that... Spotlight. Yeah. Ah, it's like a um, a prisoner uh, in a camp. Okay. Okay. There's spotlights, and if we just go outside this dark bar- barracks that we're hidden in, uh-huh. our cell. If we go outside the cell, we can <laughs> be seen in the light. And as terrifying as it would be for a prisoner to be caught in that way, but the thing is, this prisoner, uh, this. We are prisoners of these own devices we've created, but the moment the light hits us, we're set free from it. We're taken out of jail, out of prison, not like the way we would see our penal system today, Mm -hmm. but we're actually freed. But Mm -hmm. God has to shine the light on us first. Yeah. What's the movie where it's talking about how do you you know who's the – the killer or the guilty one. It's like you put all the suspects in a cell and the one that's sleeping or in the morning is the one that's guilty or that was the convict because they're caught. It's like it's over. They don't have to hide anymore and they yeah. can finally relax, yeah. you know? It's like yeah. everybody else is freaking out. Yeah, like, like what know, why am I here? You know, what's going on? It's like on? finally it's over. I don't have to pretend anymore. Yeah. You know? 
kind of backwards to our thinking, are we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think going back to your point about, you know, why is the light scary? We create darkness is security for a lot of people in the darkness that we have come to know, because I mean, it's, you have to get to a certain point where you're willing to confront darkness that you are craving that that change in your life and you're craving something and sometimes it can be your own self that brings you to that it can be other people that bring you to that it can be community that brings you to okay really look inward and see what it is but I mean I think that's the part that it's not easy you know and from that experience you know I really just negative emotion is a thing for me that I instead of masking like I've done for so long I want to confront it and that's really what I did is I just went and I sat in it and I just prayed through a lot of things and had this image come to my mind of just me standing on a street corner and all of these negative things that I had held on to for a long time, in addition to the one that I was really working through, were like flowing out of me and like wanting to catch them, like wanting to raise my hands to catch them, to pull them back, because that was like who my thought of like who I was. But then um, the image that came to my mind was that Jesus was there holding my hands down to my side. And letting me know that like those things were no longer hmm. um, rooted in who I was, and I think it's just uh, has to do with are we comfortable with being uncomfortable, and are we comfortable with um, facing those things, and knowing that when we empty that space, that the light can really fill that space that's been you know held on to by other things for so long. Exactly. Yeah. And none of us. I mean, we're all here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. Every one of us. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody listening can relate. I know I can certainly relate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I love what you just started talking about because I think that's a perfect segue into our next topic, subtopic for tomorrow, would be uh, how do you go about initiating this process? Process right? of change. Yeah. 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 How do we do it? Yeah. And so, you, yeah. That's exactly where we'll go next episode. Yeah. Um, again, share. Yeah. Matt support or Chad at therenegadeatlas.com. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Contact us. Uh, by the way, I've heard uh, just yesterday um, somebody, one of our listeners approached me and said that she actually has a whole list of questions or comments, mm. and uh, I haven't heard back yet. Oh, yeah. Waiting to hear. And we're waiting to hear. Eagerly anticipating that. Eagerly anticipating, <laughs> because we do yeah. want to spend maybe one episode a month going through those questions, yeah. comments, and concerns. Yeah. All right, everybody, um, catch us on our next episode. Have a beautiful day. See ya.